Control our tongues, Father, as we as we walk in the Christian love. We pray that you'll be with our dad as he presents the message, and we pray that you'll open our, our hearts and minds to be able to take in what is brought to us tonight. Praise in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Good evening, all my lovely viewers. Once again, this is your brother. Paul often coming to you live on my Facebook page. And also I know some of you are watching me on Instagram and also YouTube. And the audio version, some will take me from Radio Republic and Spotify. Wherever you are watching me from, I send my greetings from my family to you. All the fathers that are watching me, because today is a Father's Day, I wish you all a happy Father's Day. And I know that God recognizes your contribution to your children. So God bless you all the fathers for the good things you are doing for humanity. Tonight... We are going to discuss another topic following the topic that we did two weeks ago. And uh, today, this topic is titled Taming the Tongue. Taming the Tongue. 
It's important we have to talk about this. Because as a Chinese proverb goes, and it says that once an ailed word slips from the tongue, it cannot be brought back by a coach of six horses. That means whatever you pour out, you can never get them back. So it's important that as humans, we know whatever we say, when we have to say it, and also we have to be responsible for whatever we say. The tongue has no bone, but it is strong enough to break the heart. And this is not my words. I borrowed them from the internet. And I wish I know who quoted this so that I can give the credit to the person. But it has, it is anonymous. It has no name. Now the effect of the tongue is seen from the beginning of creation. Since uh, sin enters uh, the world through uh, um, what I call it, sin enters the world through the words of mouth. And probably you will not understand why I'm saying this. If we read Genesis chapter 3 verse 4 to 5 there was a communication and it was through that communication that sin got access to our lovely world. And I quote from what uh, uh, has been said there. Genesis chapter 3 verse 4 to 5 says, But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, this is a communication between the devil posing himself as a serpent. Here, we know he's a serpent, but it's the devil that speaks through the serpent to the woman regarding the fruits that God said they should not take. Now, here comes the serpent. And he was asking uh, the woman if they are not permitted to eat the fruits in the garden. The woman said, no, God allow us to eat every fruit in the garden except one in the middle of the garden that he said we should not take. But here the serpent said, no, you will not die. God knows that when you eat or if you eat these fruits, your eyes going to be opened and you'll be like God. Now, this is the word of mouth from the devil through the serpent. Here, when the devil said this, the woman believed him. And as a result, you know, uh, took the fruits and ate it. Now, whatever will come from your mouth will be your own words. One thing I want you 
to understand and listen to uh, 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 to understand is that whatever comes from your mouth is going to be your own words. It doesn't matter whether you are repeating someone's words or you you know a, a, hear, a, a hearsay that something that you heard and you are also saying it. You are responsible because you are in agreement with those words that you say. Whether somebody said it or you are repeating, you know, what somebody has said, you become responsible for what you say. Now, this is what happened in the Garden of Eden. There is a communication going on there. Now, I believe God's punishment to the three, here when I say the three, I'm referring to the serpent, I'm referring to Eve and Adam. The three, you know, the punishment that God gave to them was in order. Why? I will explain why. The punishment was in order because when the serpent said this to Eve, Eve processed this in her mind and believed in those words. And as a result, uh, these words became her own. And that is why here God did not punish only the serpent, but also he punished Eve. Because when this, uh, the serpent said these words to her, that no, you are not going to die, you'll be like God, your eyes will be open. The woman has choice to reject what he's saying it. But she believed what the serpent was telling, uh, was telling her. So this time, because she has believed in this, these become her own thoughts, her own words. And likewise, Adam, he also believed what the wife told uh, you know, her about you know, what the serpent has discussed with her. I believe that, though the Bible says, the, the woman also gave the fruit to the husband to eat. I believe there was some kind of communication, you know, uh, 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 preceding uh, the, uh, the eating of the fruit by Eve, by Adam. So it means Adam also agreed with the woman. They agreed to what the serpent was saying and then ate the fruits. So in this way, God's punishment is given to the three because it wasn't only the serpent that received the punishment because when the serpent told Adam and Eve, they had power to reject what the serpent is saying. But they were in agreement with what the serpent is saying. And those words became their own. And that is why God punished him. So be aware that what sounds truthful may not always be the case. Somebody tells you something and you will think that what he's telling you is a gospel truth. It is not always the case. Like what did serpent told a woman? You understand? I don't know what kind of friendship they had before this happened. But the woman believed what the serpent was saying. 
trusted uh, the serpent and then ate the fruits. So what I'm saying is, it's not always the case that even if your bosom friend tells you something, you've got to trust it. Sometimes, if you're lucky, that is right. But if it happened that what he's telling you is uh, not the truth, then you will believe a liar and you will face the consequence of it. It doesn't matter whether your friend, your bosom friend told you. Once you have believed and acted upon it, it means those are becoming your own thoughts and your own words. You see, here the woman was made to believe a liar. And as a result, this is called the downfall of the whole human race. You see, there are a whole lot of warnings about the use of our tongue in the scriptures. These are written clearly, you know, to guide a human race so that we know how to use our tongue. We know how to, you know, speak. And beloved, let us understand that the tongue, though, is a very small organ in the human body, very small organ in the human body, is a little weapon that can destroy many lives, can destroy many people. Now, as we go about, you will understand why I'm saying the tongue is very small, but it's very, very dangerous. So, I'm not going to uh, do much commentary uh, over these passages that we are going to read in the scriptures because they are clearly spelled out. What I want to do is just open your heart and ask you, uh, just open your heart for these words and uh, know uh, what the tongue can do so that when you are speaking, you have to be very careful the words that come from your mouth. After this lesson, you're going to appreciate what Abraham Lincoln said. Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States of, uh, United, uh, States of America. And he said, and I quote, he said, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak to remove than to speak and to remove all down. It's better to keep your mouth shut and appear stupid. You see, before we go through these scriptures, as I said, there are lots in the Bible, both Old Testament and the New Testament, warnings about the use of our mouth or our tongue, and advices that the scripture you know gave to us. There is one advice I want to give to you. Never ever tell anyone or warn anybody with the words such as you wait and see what will happen to you. Never say these things. It doesn't matter whether you are angry or not. Don't ever allow your mouth to author these words. It is very dangerous. You may not mean it. And you may have said it out of anger. But it can land you into serious trouble. So never say these words. 
can lead you into serious trouble. You may be liable for something you have not done or you don't intend to do. But because you warn somebody, if something happened to the person, you'll be in trouble. I think about, I don't know whether it's four years ago or three years ago in Ghana, something like that happened. A politician warned somebody and a journalist. And when he warned the journalist, he warned in the, on the, you know, public, uh, uh, I mean, on the TV or radio, everybody heard him. And then that uh, is going to harm or whoever sees the journalist uh, can do whatever they want to him. And this person was murdered. And when that happened, many people were pointing fingers on this, uh, 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 on these, uh, what do you call it, politician, that he may have uh, something to do with this. It may not be uh, true that he has anything to do with it, but because he has already, you know, threatened or warned that person, everybody was thinking that he might have a hand in it. And that is why I'm saying, never threaten anybody or say words like you wait and see what is going to happen to you. Even if you are angry, you need to tame your tongue. You need to control your tongue. I mean, that person, uh, because he's, you know, a politician, nothing happened to this person. But if it were probably an ordinary person, he may have himself land in serious trouble. You understand? So it's very important. The politician may have nothing to do with this matter, but because he said this in public, people were appointing finger on this person. So it's dangerous to say things like that. Okay? And point number two, today being the Father's Day, this is my counsel to the fathers. As parents, I will say never ever use curse words on your children. It's very dangerous. You see, our elders say, they say something in my language, which means everything fathers will say will come to pass. You see, in the olden times, people believed that words from the fathers, they are uh, the words from, uh, what do you call it, the, the deities. So they have effect on people. Now, this is true. If you try, you'll get effect on now. You understand? So what we are saying, or what my advice to parents is, that we should be careful what we say to our children. We have to be very careful. As parents, we must be careful not to tell our children any words uh, that will harm their future. We have to understand that whatever words we say to our children, they're going to have effect on them in the future. It's important. So we have to be very careful. Remember, if you read Genesis chapter 49, verse 1 to 27, there we have Jacob blessing his children. Jacob had 12 sons and a daughter. 
Now, he blessed all of them individually. Now, whatever words that he said to them, these came to pass. So, it's very important you know what you are telling your children. Mothers, we have to be very careful the words we use to describe our children or say to our children. Sometimes, we may be very mad at them because they've done something wrong. We may be angry, we may be annoying, but we have to be very careful what comes out of our mouth because they have effect on the children. Have you also forgotten uh, Isaac? You know, two sons. The words and the blessings that he gave to Jacob, if you don't know the story, I'll give you the quotation that's Genesis chapter 27, verse 1 to 30. You go and read there. Okay? Isaac and his two sons. Now, the scripture says, Jacob, uh, Isaac loves Esau. He loves Esau so much. Probably because Esau was a hunter and, you know, uh, uh, making him a good dinner or something like that. He loved him. Okay? So, when it was his time to die he called his son and said i'm going to bless you so go and prepare me uh go to you know um go and hunt for bush meat and then prepare me a good dinner and after that i'll bless you you see unfortunately for the boy the mother who also loved his other brother he had all these messages going on between him and the father. So she went and told his brother Jacob. And Jacob hurried and also prepared something. But the father was blind, so he couldn't see. And Jacob, you know, in natural fact, impersonated. He impersonated his brother and collected all the blessings that the father intended to give to, you know, Esau. Now, I'm bringing this because whatever he said to Jacob, he couldn't retract them back when he found out that he gave to a wrong person. He's already said it, and it bound to happen. And indeed, it happened that Jacob became somebody uh, higher than his brother. But then if you look at uh, uh, um, their birthright, the birthright, was for Esau, but because Isaac blessed Jacob, so uh, uh, Jacob took that kind of birthright from his brother. This is because he had the blessing. So fathers, I'm saying that it's important you know what words you say to your children, because these are going to have effect on them. So, you can read it from Genesis chapter 27, verse 1 to 30. You see, many people are in trouble today. They are either in prison, some have been summoned to chief palaces, and some have met their untimely death. Uh, some are charged with huge money because they've, done, uh, they've said something. And some have lost their jobs or key positions because of the words that came from their mouth. And some have had their relationship broken because of what they said to each other. 
Now, recently, about three weeks ago, we heard a story in the media where two Ghanaian couples, the man shot and killed a woman. I don't know whether the woman is there, but we knew that the man shot himself. Now, before the man died, he made audio as to the reason why he killed the wife and killed himself. And in the audio, all that he said is, the wife was cheating on, on him and the wife said something. Okay? Like, you are not my husband, you are just my friend. But my husband is in Ghana. And because of these words that came from the woman, the man went mad, just got a gun loaded and shot the woman and shot himself because of the words of mouth. So, the words that come from our mouth is so powerful. And that's why I said the tongue, it's very small in the body, but it's so lethal that it can cause havoc. So it is important that we have to be very careful whatever we say. And as I said, many people are in trouble because of what they said or because of what people have said. Understand? My advice to you is never act on a hearsay or share any negative information about any person to which you are not witness to what you are saying. Sometimes we do this, especially now that we have social media. Some people are, you know, peddling falsehood, things that are even, even if you know they are correct. Sometimes it doesn't relate to you and people start to share information about people on social media. You remember at the beginning I said whatever words you will say it means if even you think it's somebody's words become your own words because you are in agreement and that is why you are also saying that. So if you get a hearsay and you want to also capitalize on it and say uh, it it become your own words. If it comes that these are untrue, it means you are also peddling false. And that is what we have to be very careful. And especially go to people who are Christians. Because to peddling falsehood is a sin. To say something about your brother or your sister which is not true is a sin. Even if it is true, it is not within your power to circulate negative about your brothers or any people that you yourself you don't have or you are not witness to it. We have to be very careful. That is what politicians do. You know, um, there was a time uh, 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 my brother sent me a video. Now this video, this video was talking, uh, there was, you know, a woman who was raising curses and insult on one of, you know, the Ghanaian politicians, I don't want to mention any name, that belonged to another party. And the insult was so, you know, so, I would say, destroyed the man. And people started sharing it. And my brother posted one to me. So, I text my brother back and said to him that, Brother, I think as Christians we have to be very careful 
the things that we information that we also you know share with people this woman is raising cases on somebody who has been your president before or is your president right and you are also posting this this means for me you are in agreement with all these cases the woman is saying and that is why you want to share with other people probably you think oh that is not me is the woman who is saying it once you share it it means you are in agreement in what you are sharing and if it happened that these things are untrue you are peddling falsehood and it is great sin to say anything negative about any individual be it your brother or not your brother which you are not witness to it you heard it and you are also passing it so we have to be very careful i know because now we have social media so many things can come to our social media you know either platforms or inbox and we also read it and we want to you know share them now if they are you know good things about people that is fine but if they are talking about negative about people you have to be very careful because it means you who are sharing it you are in agreement with that now in fact when i uh, you know i wrote this back to my brother that you have to be very careful because the things you share in it means he is also in agreement to that and my brother just you know uh, deleted me from uh, his contact because probably he thought that uh, I am in opposition to whoever you know is sent to me but I'm not a politician I don't mind the politics that is going on but just advice to you it doesn't matter uh, the person they send to you sometimes you see how people are talking very bad about people their own president you understand I remember there was a time that we saw the information going on social media that secondary school children you see they made video and casting insults and also cases on the president and people were sharing it and people were giving thumbs up now i am not in for president or for the opposition leader but what i'm saying is once you also giving thumbs up and you are sharing it means you are in agreement with these kind of words that's where coming from these you know children you are in agreement to that so it's like you insulting uh, this gentleman you understand so you have to be very careful whatever you are passing to other people now i want us to go into the scriptures and hear for ourselves uh, certain warnings that bible gives to us with regard to the way we speak and the way we use our tongue now james the apostle said in james chapter 1 verse 19 he says and i quote understand this my dear brothers and sisters you must all be quick to listen but slow to speak and slow to get angry human anger does not produce the righteousness god desires do you understand you must be quick to listen when you hear anything he says you listen it 
but you must be slow to speak. Some people just get information about their brother. They don't, you know, they are not slow to speak. Slow to speak means probably you have to do further investigation to know that what you are hearing is right before you will start to speak. These are all there to guide us. Because he said, and then you must be slow to get angry. Some people hear it. I know a lady that heard information about the husband. Okay? And as soon as the husband came home, he just attacked the husband. You will never listen to the side of the husband. You are cheating on me. Somebody saw you. And sometimes, if you become so angry to things that you hear, you are going to cause a lot of problem. Because... As we have already said, the tongue can cause serious damages to even uh, in relationships. So we have to be very careful. So this advice James is giving. He's saying that you can be quick to listen, but you have to be slow to speak. Don't just jump into conclusion without doing investigation. And because it is A or B or Z who is saying it, so you start to also peddle in that. God hates that. It's not good for you to do that. Now, James again said, in James chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, and it's important what he's saying here. Now listen, he said, not many of you should become teachers. Why is he saying this? He's telling the Christians, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness so if you are a teacher if you are a preacher and if you are anybody which you know uh, uh, like a minister or who whoever teaches james is saying that he will rather not many people do this teaching why because he's saying that whatever you teach the same will be used to judge you and then it's not only to judge you, but for a greater strictness that God is going to judge you. Do you understand? So, and then he said, For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, then he is, you know, a perfect man. Also, and also uh, to bridle his whole body. Do you understand? And able to uh, also bridle his own body. He's telling you how powerful this tongue is. So if you are a teacher, you have to be very careful what you are teaching or what you say. Because God is going to use the same thing to judge you. And that is why James is saying, you rather prefer not many of you become teachers. Because there's judgment for whatever you say if you point finger on one uh, one person or your uh, just one finger on a person you have this pointing at you and that is you are going to be judged strictly you understand with strictness let me put it that way now james again said here and you will see that among all jesus's apostle james was one who talks more about the way 
we use our tongue to speak. You understand? And told us that, you know, the tongue is very dangerous and we have to be very careful the way we use it. So when you go to James chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, and then also verse 9 to 10, listen to what James said. He said, So also the tongue is a small member, okay, of the body, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire in the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. With it, with the tongue, we bless the Lord and the Father. And with this same tongue, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. And then he said, From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things are not to be so. So what James is saying here is, the tongue is very small, but it's dangerous. And he's likening it to, you know, how a small, you know, fire, like a match, when you strike a match, you can see the flame, that small flame that comes. James is saying that this small thing you see can consume a forest. Can consume a forest. So that is why he's saying that it's a small fire, but and can it do what? Set ablaze and destroy a vast uh, land. So it is, it is very, very important. We have to tame our tongue because... It can destroy a lot of things. And then he said that with this same tongue, we can bless the Father. And with this same tongue, we can curse our, you know, uh, uh, um, other people. People go to church and sing praises to Almighty God. Okay? And then say all kinds of good words about God. But when they come home, they use their same mouth and start cursing people. And James said, my brothers, these things ought not to be so. You can't use the same mouth to praise God and the same mouth to curse. And that is why I say from the same mouth, blessing uh, comes blessing and curses. So this is advice from James the Apostle. Thus, the effect of the tongue is so enormous and can greatly destroy you know, people. The tongue can destroy people's reputations, uh, reputations and can also cause havoc. With the tongue, marriages are destroyed, families are torn apart, and a whole communication, uh, a community uh, eradicated. You know, let me give you an example. I was trying to hand this. There was this uh, a lady who destroyed her marriage because... Somebody saw the husband with a woman in a shop. And that woman who saw the husband with other woman, okay, came quickly, phoned the wife and said, I've seen your husband with another woman in a shop. Now, when the wife heard this, she became very, very angry. Okay, very angry, 
waiting for the husband to come home. Now when the husband came, without this lady investigating to find who the husband was working with, he started attacking the husband, raises all insult, and this became a battle between her and the husband. I mean, the, 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 it was nasty fight. So what happened is the marriage nearly dissolved. And then later, the woman find out that that lady, the husband was, you know, uh, uh, in the shop, was with her in the shop. It was the lady's or the wife's sister-in-law. But because the friend who uh, phoned her doesn't know, she didn't know the sister-in-law. She just said, I saw your husband and a lady in a shop. Do you understand? And that is why James is saying that be quick to hear, but you have to be slow to speak or slow to get angry because the tongue can destroy. Now, her marriage nearly destroyed because of that. I mean, people have to come in and cancel both of them. you understand? And then uh, uh, for the woman to apologize to the, to, to, to the man. Now, what do you think is going on? So, it's very important we have to be very careful with what we hear, that we don't act on what we hear until we do investigation and find out or be witnesses before we can say anything at all. Do you know uh, what happened in Rwanda? I mean, in 1994, June, there was this kind of... Um, what do you call it, a uh, uh, fight in Rwanda. Now, how did this happen? How did this happen? So that, that, that is a trouble war, a trouble war. Somebody sat on the radio station, FM station, and spoke some words that infuriated people, and then they took to the streets, Arm themselves with machetes or machete, whatever it is called, okay, and guns and uh, cutlasses, and then they started slaughtering people on the streets because of the words that came from the person sitting in the FM station. Do you know how many people died? Now read from the internet the massacre or the genocide in Rwanda. Between 800,000 to a million people lost their lives because of the words that came from one person. So, the tongue is something that can destroy lives. And that is why James is saying, you see it as small in the body, but it can cause serious damages. So, we have to be very careful. Now, I want to quickly read some things in the Bible uh, to you, which I'm not going to, you know, uh, you know, put more commentary on it. Just read it as the scripture says. And I hope you will understand. And so that you guard your mouth and see uh, and know how to speak. If there's something that you don't, you are not witness to it, brother or sister or whoever you are listening to me, you have to be very careful. So that you don't spread falsehood. It doesn't matter where your source is from. Because 
We don't know the kind of relationship that will ensue between the serpent and Eve. But Eve believed everything the serpent was saying. And it ended up that the serpent was telling her a lie. And that's landed all of us into trouble. So it doesn't matter who your confidant is. You have to be very careful what you hear so that you don't mess up. You don't allow some unpalatable words come from your mouth. Do you understand? Okay, so quickly, let's go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. Solomon here says, When words are many, transgression is not lacking. Okay? But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. It means when you talk too much, you see, some people talk, talk, talk to one thing when they, you know, they start, they don't want to, all the time want to talk. Solomon is saying that if you do that, you are bound to make a lot of mistakes. You understand? And sometimes some of the things that you are saying may not be true, but because you want to justify yourself, you talk, 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 and make a lot of mistakes in there. And that is why Solomon is saying, he said, if you are able to restrain your lips, you are a prudent. You understand? The same Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 21 verse 23. Here he says, Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. If you are able to keep your mouth and your tongue uh, uh, all shut, you can keep yourself out of trouble. It's not everything that you have to say. Oh, oh this is a good source. Then you have to pardon around and sometimes you are destroying your own brother and you don't care you are destroying life and you can also destroy yourself so it's important uh, we listen to solomon what he's saying here now proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 and 2 here solomon again is saying that a softer answer turns away wrath but harsh words stirs up anger the way sometimes we respond to people. The way sometimes we talk to people. Even if you have your child who is young. If you speak to him harshly. Sometimes you would get back the same response. And you say, why are you speaking to me like that? In the first place, why did you also speak to uh, him like that? You think he was your child so you can speak to him anyhow. So, the Bible says harsh words can stay anger. So if you are talking about your brother harshly, you are talking about your mother harshly. If you are a wife and you are talking about your, uh, you are talking to uh, your husband harshly, or if you are husband and you are talking to your wife harshly, remember you can get the same result even in angry form. So the scripture says, harsh words will stir anger, but a softer words contain what away rough okay now if we go to proverbs again eighteen twenty one. proverbs has a lot of warnings about our tongue the way we speak proverbs eighteen twenty one says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits death and life are in the hands of the tongue Okay. Now, when we come to New Testament, there are also some passages that you know warn us about the way we talk 
and how to watch our mouth. Now, Paul says in Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, he said, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. When you are talking to someone, please, you have to be make sure that you have to make sure that your speech is seasoned with salt. It's very, very important. And scripture says if you do that, you'll be able to answer people in a polite way. Now, the, the, being polite in your language doesn't mean it's a weakness. That's how some people it. Uh, you have to talk to him so that they know that uh, you are... Now, if you continue to do that, you make a lot of mistakes. You're going to say things you are going to regret. And as the Chinese saying goes, it says words that, you know, slipped from your tongue. You can never get them back. Even you use uh, a chariot with six horses, you can still, you use a, a coat with six horses, you can still get the things that come from your mouth. People have landed in trouble and they wish they have not spoken, but they can't do anything about it. Once you speak it, that's it. If it's going to destroy you, it destroys you. So, Paul is saying that we have to let our speech be gracious. Now, Jesus himself also talked about our tongue, the way we speak. Do you know what the law said? He said, it is not what goes into our mouth that defies a person, but what comes out of your mouth. This is what defies a person. Verse 18, Matthew fifteen eighteen says, What comes out of your mouth proceeds from your heart, and this defies a person. To Jesus, whatever you say is something that you have processed in your heart or in your mind. You can't say that, I heard it, somebody said it, and I'm also saying it. No, you are liable or you are responsible to whatever comes out from your mouth. Sometimes you hear our radio presenters, they are asking questions. So, somebody has said, I should ask this. Those who are saying that, they are saying their own thing. Nobody has tested them. Even if somebody tests you and you say it, it becomes your own word. And that is why sometimes some of these media stations... Uh, uh, um, people sue them for defamation. People sue them because they will say something they don't, they are not witness to what they are saying because somebody posted it to them, because somebody tested them, because they heard from somebody, they also start to, you put it out there. My brothers, it is bad to put anything negative about your brother or your sister into public domain because you are going to destroy him. That is why we always advise Christians that they should take the steps of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said even if you see your brother is at wrong, you go to your brother. It is important that you use social media and start to say negative things about people. Whereas you don't have first hand uh, what came from a source all the time People are saying it and we can also say, oh, I heard it and people are saying so, 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 so. My brother, you become liable to these words because if people are saying it, you are saying it because you are interested in it because you also agree 
with what people are saying. That is why you put it there. So if you accuse a politician that this politician is a thief, he's a, uh, you know, corrupt, and he's stolen Ghana money, and then you say, you mention this person, and then you say, I heard it, and I also seen it. My brother, you know God's got free. Before man, or before God and man, you are still liable to the words that you say. It doesn't matter who said it and you are saying it. I remember there was a politician who, uh, you know, was given a post and he went to the parliament, the parliamentarians were trying to, the sort of things they do, the questions, and somebody posed a question that you said this, blah, 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 blah. And then this politician said that, oh, uh, that was a political talk. Now, any word that you say, whether political talk or not political talk, you are liable to that. Once it comes from your mouth, you have processed it. That's why Jesus is saying that anything that comes from your mouth is something that you have natured it in your heart. Okay? What comes out of your mouth proceeds from, proceeds from your heart. And that is what defines you. Oh, defies a person. So it's not what goes into your mouth. Now again, Jesus said in Luke chapter, you know, 6 verse 45. What did he say? Jesus said, A good person out of good treasure of the heart produces good, and an evil person out of evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks it. You understand? So, uh, what is in your heart is what you, 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 you spew out. It's not what is in me. It's what you yourself. It doesn't matter you are saying somebody's words. This becomes your own words because you are, agree you are in agreement with those words. You have natured these words in your heart and you are saying it. And if this is untrue, it means you are also peddling untruth. And it is sin. Okay? One of the sins is to, uh, uh, what do you call it? To say things about your brother who, uh, which are untrue. It is sin. And that is why I'm saying, it's not everything that people send to you, you also have to forward it. Because when you forward those things, it means you are in agreement with these things you are forwarding. So if they are untrue, you are also peddling untruth. And you will give account for that. Now, Jesus uh, 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 says so many things about the tongue. Now, what about Paul? If you read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, Paul says, Let no corrupt, uh, corrupting tongue or corrupting talk come out of your mouth. But only such is good for building up. Now, it goes to everybody. Those who are Christian, those who are not Christian. Paul says, make sure there's no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. But it should be something that will build you people up. These days, we're saying things that, you know, instead of building people up, it's just dividing people. It's just, you know, putting people apart. That's what we are doing. And like Ghana... Sometimes you see what these politicians do. They say so many things very bad about their country because they want power 
they have to say negative negative things about the country so that you will see that the country is in a ditch so that you say oh you people you come the same thing those who are on power this time they have said it before but when they came to power what have they done and now some people are outside they want to come to power they are also painting the country so black what do you gain remember whatever you use your mouth you give an account and that is why somebody went to the parliament uh, uh, and they asked him why did you say that and he said it was a political talk my brother it's not a political talk it's your own talk you thought about it before you open your mouth so we have to be very careful peter says in first peter chapter 3 verse 10 he's saying that whoever desire to live life and see good days let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit again jesus said in matthew chapter 12 verse 36 jesus said and i tell you on the day of judgment people will give account of every careless word they speak for by your words you'll be justified and by your words you will be condemned my brothers and sisters there are lots that we can talk about this tongue but i want to leave you with what jesus christ is saying here as we have just read okay jesus is saying that i tell you on the day of judgment people will give account for every careless word that will come from their mouth every careless words that they speak they will be either justified by it or they will be condemned by it so my brother my sister you have to be very careful what you say it's not today it's not only from your tongue what even your type what you are testing people what you are forwarding people people it's your responsibility you are liable to everything you say whether by mouth or test if some people send information about you about people negatively and you are not witness to that please don't share with anybody because jesus said whatever you will say you will give an account on the judgment day indeed the tongue is a lethal weapon we can use it to build up ourselves and we can also use it to destroy ourselves. We have to be very careful what we say. My brothers, this is where I'm going to pause today. If you've got time, please visit the Church of Christ. Church of Christ everywhere. You can find them in your community. If you want to visit the Church of Christ and you can't find them, you uh, drop me a text in the comment area and I'll show you. Tell me where you are. And I'll show you where you can find them. God bless you. Today, how are you using your tongue? What are you talking about? What are you saying to your wife? How are you describing your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your manager? What are you talking about your manager? Your brother in Christ? What are you talking about your brother in Christ? Remember, whatever you say, you'll give an account on your own words. Because Jesus said, what you say, the same thing is going to judge you at the judgment day. God bless you that you listen to me. Please share this word to as many as you can. 
and God will continue to bless you. Bye-bye.